Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of Matchup Mashup, where we provide you with a weekly dive into two relevant contenders in the Hearthstone meta. I'm Private Merc, and I'm joined by my co-host, Wee Wee Man. How you doing, Wee Wee Man? I'm doing great. How about you? Doing pretty good. So, uh, how was your week, Wee Wee Man? I, knew, I know you spent some time in uh, Amish land over the weekend. Yes, Amish country is actually just like... 30 minutes from my house so like you, you just drive 30 minutes down a road and eventually all the cars become buggies and uh there's it horses like everywhere they just try to <laughs> they cross yeah. the invisible line <laughs> literally it's like at some point you just start seeing buggies everywhere all these farms it's like it's definitely a it's a nice place uh but yeah my mom wanted us to go there and see this like comedy thing and I had no idea it was a comedy thing. I thought it was like some like, like uh, gospel like singer music stuff. But it ended up being kind of funny. It was like it was like wholesome like family comedy. But it was still like kind of funny in some parts. So I enjoyed it. There was like this like like obese guy with like big teeth that was just like telling like stories and yeah I don't know it was interesting. But it was sad because. I couldn't game. I'm so I'm just such a gaming addict that it made me sad that just I couldn't game. Literally scratching but... your skin at this like comedy show. You're like ah, that joke made <laughs> yeah. me laugh, but I did. Did I get as much dopamine as I would have if I had been playing Dead by Daylight right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like God. Yeah, the way games do that to you is like kind of weird. <laughs> the FOMO. But, yeah, the FOMO, the the dopamine, the lack of dopamine you feel when you're not playing video games. I don't crazy. know if that's video games. I think it might just be us, but <laughs> yeah, maybe the <laughs> brains might be broken a little. <laughs> Thank you, Hearthstone. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much like the biggest thing that happened this week. I like uh, was trying to bust out some thank yous for our wedding on Friday, which was horrible. Megan was like, "All right, let's let's come write these thank yous," and I'm like, "All right," and I like sit down. <laughs> and last time for our like for our. Uh, for our wedding shower she printed all these she printed like stickers for the addresses and uh i just i so i like figured that we would have stickers for these ones oh, no. and it because it's literally like triple the amount of people and and i got up there and i started writing one and i was like all right where's the stickers and she's like no you gotta write the addresses and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like not doing this i was like order those stickers right now oh. <laughs> So that was my Friday. It's been very like, like I don't know. It was like fun in parts, but yeah, just a lot of like busy work. So, so yeah. How was your weekend? Oh, my week was pretty good. It was a long week at work again. I went out to that Spencer's, which is starting to become my catchphrase, out just for Monday, and then I spent the rest of the week like commissioning all these class smart classrooms for this school in Baltimore called Cross Country, and it's like uh. They're just, like, kind of simple smart classrooms. Like, they get a little button panel on the wall, um, like, turns the TV on and off, 
and you can switch the TV between like one of three input sources on the wall, like HDMI plates. Like the teacher could do like their computer, or, like a like one of those little document cameras, you know, that the math teacher used to like uh, put the math paper on, be all zoomed yeah. in on the screen. Wait, like a, wait, like the old things? Like the yeah, very still they're like they like look they're just called document cameras. Like they're new now. They like look they're not we're not using the old fashioned ones, like the yellow light, but it's like still the same idea. You put a document like put a document under the camera and then you just like over an HDMI to the T V. It just like shows hmm. the zoom. They still use them, yeah, the schools do. And uh I thought they would have disappeared by now with like mm-hmm. Yeah, all no, the technology still... <laughs> i guess like yeah i don't know i get we call them smart classrooms but like we're giving them 1970s technology so um, <laughs> but um yeah and then just like some ceiling speakers and like uh, a micro two microphones like one for a teacher and one for the students um and literally 39 of those so there was 39 classrooms throughout the building that had like it's like the same thing as so you go in there and like you do your programming and you do engineering and you make sure everything's all good but like and everything was set up right. It's, like, not too bad. It just probably takes about, like, a half hour to, like, check all the cables and, like, test all the HDMI plates and, like, make sure your programming, like, does it all. Because it's the same, like, code for all 39 rooms. Like, you're sending the same. Because they're all identical. So you're just, like, going in there and dumping your code to all 39 of the rooms. But, um... Uh... So you not have to change the code, but there's going to be, like, problems with how stuff was installed. Like, maybe cables are wrong. Like, you got to swap cables, stuff like that, uh... Or, like, sometimes some stuff's broken. Like, one of them's broken, so you gotta, like... Just, like... It's called gotta, commission, commission in the rooms. But that's... The, yeah, it's troubleshooting fun. god. I like doing it. It's fun, but also, like... It's the same... It, just the fact that all 39 classrooms were identical is kind of just, like... Takes away some of the fun. Because, like, once you've, like, encountered... this, It was such a simple, like, design. There's, like, only a few things that could have gone wrong. So, like, once you Like, yeah, you're not really seeing anything new after Classroom 10. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they did that. Then my family visited this weekend and went and stayed the night with them Friday night in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And Hannah's friend from high school, Sam, also visited. Uh, we were going to go to Hershey Park, but it rained. Instead, we went to the Hershey's tour, and that was really cool. I bought, like, actually, like, $50 worth of chocolate. It's all in the fridge, and I just, like, can't do it. I can't eat it all. <laughs> so many crazy flavors. There's, like, I got a cotton candy-flavored Hershey's bar, and it was really good. I also got, like, an orange uh, an orange creamsicle Hershey bar I'm going to try, as well as, like, a strawberries and cream Hershey's. There's, like, so many different things I got. Like, this is crazy. The tour is cool, too. Um, yeah that's pretty that's like a great pair like the like i know you didn't get to go into the park part but it's like it's like funny like you eat a bunch of chocolate and then go on super spinny rides and just throw just up like... everywhere that is not a good combo <laughs> that sounds horrible <laughs> oh and then last night after all that we went to the movies and we saw oppenheimer in the theaters oh yeah. finally how was how was that it was good it was a little long and it was like I enjoyed it, but I also, it's, like, not the best movie I've seen this year, and it's probably not in, like, my top, like, three or five movies I've seen this year. Like, it was not bad. It was good. It w- Was did Barbie feel like, better? Um, hmm. Mm. Like, more, int- I know they're probably completely different movies, but was you know, it I'm more interesting it. to watch Barbie? Yeah, I would say I liked Barbie more, but also I still don't think Barbie's in, like, my top five movies of the year either, but, like, Barbie yeah. I probably liked more than Oppenheimer. It's just, like, a lot of, there's a ton of characters, I felt like, and, um, 
just like it was not super fluid and how they were just like constantly changing environments like every two minutes he was like at a different country with like a different famous like scientist and i get it's like kind of teaching you the history too like oh he meets niels bohr and then he goes and meets like heisenberg and then he's going he's like they want to tell you like his history and all the people he met but it felt like very like jerk like the, the 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 like flow of it was not very fluid like it was very like jumping back and forth between all of that if you get if you get what i'm saying yeah i i get that like did you watch it no but i know some movies where it's like they just take you all over the place and it just it kind of makes the movie exhausting to watch and the fact it, it also is it has a runtime of 180 minutes like it is three yeah, hours it's long yeah that's that's rough i mean like i love inception but like the first time you watch inception it's like it's like what am i like watching it's <laughs> <laughs> just like so it's so all over the place but um yeah i thought it was good i, I gotta think i would say probably the best movie i've seen this year was um i don't know i literally am such a, i love the evil dead movies evil dead rise is probably my favorite movie i've seen this year but i also really really liked the dungeons and dragons movie uh, okay yeah that's another one i haven't seen i gotta see more movies i just like going to the movies a lot what's your do you have a favorite movie that's come out this year honestly out of the ones i've seen this year probably like i think barbie was the best yeah barbie like, is good yeah it was i just like i wasn't expecting to laugh so much no there's a it lot of so literally funny. all the parts with ken he was like horses and men <laughs> yeah that was the best part when he's like, just like realizing what the patriarchy is that's just so good it's so yeah that shit that part of the movie had me dying um okay but okay we were <laughs> rambling about cinematography now so we can move on uh <laughs> So that's how my week went. Um, we got a very brief news section, and then we're going to jump into our life in Hearthstone. Uh, so just really briefly for the news, patch 27.4.1. It was a hot fix patch. I think it came out around last Friday, maybe last Thursday. Um, two of the anomalies, Unimaginable Horror and Twist Reality. Unimaginable Horror being the, at the beginning of the game, discover a new hero power. And Twist Reality being every time you play a card, uh, shuffle a copy of it back into your deck. Um, the devs said these may be reworked and returned to the pool of anomalies in a future update, but as of right now, these anomalies, um, kind of just, like, made certain archetypes unplayable. Like, new hero power, for example, like, is Totem Shaman, imagine not having your Totem hero power, or is Odin Warrior, imagine not having, like, armor up, and you don't even get, like, the Druid one, like, you go to Discover one, and it's, like, Paladin, Priest, and, like, <laughs> uh warlock like just yeah you could just like lose so much of like how your deck works and then the twist reality shuffle every card you play back into your deck like that just kind of makes combo decks unplayable i feel like person i like i haven't really like i actually was lucky enough to i've played like kind of a lot i actually was lucky enough to never get either of these anomalies some more playing off of like theory but i assume like something like nature shaman or rainbow mage if you had haven't drawn sif yet they would be like really hard to make your deck work with that anomaly so um i mean i got i got the twist reality in my in one of my miracle rogue games was it and that was that was it was horrible. Like I mean, <laughs> I I wanted to do stuff. I didn't I didn't uh, have Yogg in my hand, but it's like I wanted to do stuff. And then literally the entire game, I was just drawing my potions. Like oh. it, it just like 
I mean, just like fine, but it's oh, just like the game went on I for didn't forever. Even think and, about like, that. Yeah, that's something. I didn't even think about that because like if you were playing Druid and kept just doing like planted evidence stuff, also the stuff you're discovering and creating is getting shot. I didn't even think of that. You're shuffling yeah. that back into that. That's horrible. That is that is really good that that is gone. Yeah, I, th I think yeah, especially for like standard. Like it's good that they're keeping an eye on these because it's like it's still a competitive format. Like. As is battlegrounds, you know, it's like they got to be careful with these things. Yeah, no, and it's good that they did that. They it was a hot fix too. They didn't even wait the full two weeks. It was like less. It was like four, three or four days, and they must have. They they were like, all right. But like also, if they were ready to act that fast and pull the trigger on these two, it almost not trying to be a whiner, but it almost makes me wonder. Like, like I'm not a Hearthstone designer, but just like even looking at these, you have to be like forcing someone to replace their hero power or like always have a hundred cards in your deck like it's not very difficult to tell that these are going to be like very impactful yeah exactly so i guess it's, it's like, just like i guess they just wanted to take the risk and see but they had to have known that these would be upsetting to people to competitive players i mean i'm i'm all for anomalies just because i think like with anomalies like i i don't know how they operate but i feel like they they can probably like gather some good information like on as to like how they can design like new fun cards like new mechanics like I definitely like the experimentation. They're so fun. Too. They're so fun. Like I've had some yeah. crazy moments with like fast track. Like I've been gotten like ridiculous fast track starting hands. Like I don't know. Then there's just like you can be smart with that. Like there's the one if you end a turn with unspent mana, add a coin to your hand. And I'll talk about it later, but I've been playing Miracle, a lot of Miracle, Auctioneer, Druid, and, like, if you just, you're just like, alright, I hard mulligan for Auctioneer, and then I pass my first, like, four turns, and then just fill my hand up with coins, and then I play Auctioneer, and just, like, draw my deck. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, you, there's, like, a lot of really cool things you can do with these, and I really like them. It, like, does force you to, like, play the game in a different way, like, really have an open mind, and, like adapt but also since this isn't battlegrounds and you are coming in with a deck like sometimes you can adapt like i like i can with miracle druid and the coins but like sometimes there's not much you can do to adapt if you know you know like if a blood yeah. dk gets that one they're like i mean i can pass a bunch of turns in a row but like and do what like they could ramp really quickly to like mograine so they're dealing three damage but like you know for some decks they are going to be more beneficial than others yeah. so i do like them though i think they're good and i don't mind them being in the competitive scene like i think it's i'm, I'm not i think it's i think it's fine i do think i do think you could like low roll and get one that's really bad for you and really good for your opponent but like that can just happen when you play a hearthstone card anyway i yeah it's just like another rng thing so i can get how people like more, more rng bad but also like the game is inherently rng like it is the hearthstone is a game that has lots of aspects of rng already so hearthstone is like the game of uh i feel like kind of uh turning the odds in your favor as much as you can it's like yeah i'd agree with that yeah it's like knowing what to do with your hand knowing to do when you get that anomaly but like you said it's like with twist reality or even unimaginable horror it's like some decks like really can't play around that so, like yeah, some it's... decks decks that rely on their hero power to like their cards are based around like 
something to do with their hero power is how their deck works, like Totem Shaman, or like even like, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think, like, um, even like Control Warlock, or like, like Control Warlock, you are hero powering turns like two, three, maybe even like four, like if you can't do that and you get like, it offers you freaking armor up, priest, and like rogue, like, what are you gonna do? You are like so much more likely to lose. Yeah. Because, like, that's just, like, that is your early game game plan. It's, like, you run tour guides and stuff. I mean, come on, you're going to tour guide so that you can get a dagger as Control Warlock now on turn one? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. I get it. But, um, yeah, that's all for the, the news. And then there was a tweet uh, about how basically, they're basically hinting at, like, Gadgets and Auctioneer is going to be nerfed. They, like, were like, hey, at Miracle Druid Enjoyers, enjoy it while you can, like, in a picture of Gadgets and Auctioneer. And then they also hinted at, uh, they made another post later, I think it was like a Leko, and uh, they were hinting about, it was like some metaphor that I don't remember exactly, what it basically was, like, if you guys are upset that we're nerfing Gadgets and Auctioneer, because you can play, like, a bunch of cards in a turn, and you're upset that we're not nerfing other car other decks that can do that, like, don't worry, which to me makes me think, like, they're gonna nerf Spylash Siren, because that's, like, the other... I mean, they're not unless we're talking like Radiance of Ashara and Nature Shaman, but that's not what we're talking about. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, I they need to be careful because, like, yeah, I I just I feel like when we've talked before, especially about like how like so many top legend players were like Miracle Rogue players or Naga Mage, like clearly top legend players want to play a lot of cards in a turn. So if they're like if their main focus is getting rid rid of cards that allow you to play a lot of cards in one turn, I don't think that's the right approach. Like I think they need to I feel like they need to just like figure out how they can just balance it and like make it so they could still like players could still play a ton of cards in a turn and get a lot of value out of it cuz it's it's hard. Like I I've tried playing Naga Mage. I've tried like I've tried playing the APM priest stuff and it's like I am bad so I can't do it like it's like a skill thing like you gotta like be able to make quick decisions and like top legend players want to do that so like hopefully they don't start getting rid of all that stuff because I feel like that'll be really bad for the um I don't I don't even know like I just feel like it'll be like I don't, I I can't see top legend players leaving the game over it, but I mean, I, I, it it'll definitely make them sad. That's what it is, though, right? It's like what is more important? What gains Blizzard as a conglomeration more profit? It's like if they if they nerf things that all the top legend people love, but they already have all the top legend people's money, and the top legend people aren't gonna love the game or they aren't gonna leave the game. <laughs> or, like, one bronze dude that, like, might buy $10 worth of packs, like, he gets, he faces a Miracle Druid, and they play 40 cards because it's, like, a smurf, and then he never plays Hearthstone again, and Hearthstone loses <laughs> potential profit. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it is. They've done their calculations. They've crunched their numbers. <laughs> so. God. Uh, all right well if, if that's it for the news uh do you want to talk about the decks you've been playing this week life and hearthstone i played miracle rogue nature shaman and then my deck of the week auctioneer druid so nature shaman like always like i'm always playing nature shaman um deck is actually quite good right now like it's got a 50 50 against control warrior which i see a lot of it still bodies control warlock by like 65 35 and it but like it has a losing matchup 35 65 with arcane hunter since arcane hunter got a lot better this mini set but overall like if you're not seeing a lot of hunter 
you probably good to like rock and roll with Nature Shaman and just if you know how to play this deck, uh, the base version, nothing changed from the mini set, same thirty, and some of the anomalies like your first spell each turn costs one less. Oh my goodness! Like to turn one ancestral knowledge, like anyone, and then like uh, you can just. Uh, and that's just and that's just like not including how you can use it to line up your pop off turns by making your first like that one cost one less. Uh, you can just like get really big with Nature Shaman. It's pretty good in the current meta. Uh, when when the mini set launched day one, I was like Miracle Rogue. I'm playing Miracle Rogue. I really want to play Yogg, and I really want to play Tentacles. Was my thought, and I was like so. What's going to play Yogg and Tentacles? I, I, everyone was talking Miracle Rogue before the set. There were like lots of cards played, Graveyard Synergy, all that stuff. And I played it. I played it quite a bit. I won some games. I lost some games. It was fun playing all the Tentacles, getting up to like 10-cost spells, and then just playing a bunch of 10-cost and like watching Pyroblasts go everywhere. But also, um, I just wasn't winning a ton. Like, it didn't seem... It, the, the game plan didn't seem like... I don't know... It's like, I don't know how to explain it. Where, like, I, the general game plan casino, of this, it's yeah. like, um, it's not, like, solid, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, no, it's, like, so much RNG. Whereas, yeah. like, I was looking for a deck where I had, like, a pretty, like, defined, solid game plan with something, like, what I really like, like, Nature Shaman. So I looked for yeah. other decks, and I settled on, I played some Shrek Druid, recommended to me by, like, one of my friends, Quark, and then Quark was, like, I showed this to Clark Hellscream too, and then I was like, ooh, interesting. And then I was like, and it was really fun actually. It was like a lot of, like, just like you're ramping, and you're playing AR, you're playing Freya, you're getting a Wind Fury weapon, you're fizzling it back into your deck. And then I was like, alright, but this is just like, there were times where it was just like, I had like AR and Freya and stuff in my hand, and I was like, I just have a bunch of really expensive garbage in my hand right now, and like, if I just had rakes. Like, I would just win, but instead I'd lose because my hand is full of 10 and 8 costs and stuff. And then I found I some dude I was playing, Shrek Druid, and he just, like, on turn 6, like, dealt 30 to my face. And then he was like, hmm, well played, with, like, all the hero buff <laughs> attacks. And I was like, what the hell was that? And then I found it, and I, that's what I've been playing since then. And it's, like, Auctioneer Miracle Druid. And... Well, that's how I met it, and I'm not gonna really talk much more about it now because that's my main deck that I'm going to be covering in my main section. But yeah, some, some Nature Shaman, some Miracle Rogue, but mostly uh, Miracle Druid, Auctioneer Druid, or what I've been calling it since your primary win condition is wind fearing their face, uh, Bonk Druid, and the honor of our love that was taken away from us, Bonk Demon Hunter. <laughs> so I love it. I think, I, I hope this catches on. I hope everyone <laughs> starts calling it Bonk Druid. <laughs> But I hope it doesn't die either. I mean, like, I don't see it. Like, maybe if I was seeing this deck, I feel like I would literally hate it so much. Like, my opponent being at 10 mana when I only have, like, 5. <laughs> yeah, the like... amount of times I just, like, <laughs> lunar, or I do a solar eclipse on my nourish, and sometimes the nourish was forged from embrace, so it draws me 6 and gains me 4 mana. Like... Jeez. <laughs> God. I went down. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, for me, I've, I've been a lot more simple this week. I, I I got notified from Private Merc about the Miracle Rogue deck, um, which I think, I think, yeah, I want to call it, yeah, I want to call it Tentacle Rogue because, like, why, like, like, 
yeah, I guess it's got the Miracle Rogue stuff in it, but like, that's not why we're playing it. We're playing it so we can play a bunch of one cost, cast random spells that get better and better every time. So, um, I think it's called. I think it should be called Tentacle Druid. But yeah, I've been I've been playing that. Um, haven't had a ton of time this week to, um, to kind of explore. Sadly, uh, I've I've kind of been uh really busy with a lot of different stuff i'm I'm actually brainstorming right now um for some different ideas uh just just to uh to let you guys know uh if you're listening to this uh you can be the first to know i'm i'm going to be starting a project regarding matchup mashup i want to create a website for the podcast and make a place where we could like have deck discussions where people can like talk about different decks uh, maybe have like, uh, like a section where like two decks are put up against each other and people can like debate about like, which one's more fun, which one's better, which section. one would win. Who's gonna vote for who's gonna win this week on that? Yes, match. a voting section. I was literally, I wanna, I wanna maybe like figure out how to do some like graphing stuff with like Python and maybe have like a little, little graph up there and have our like heads on it and then. In in real time, everyone can like check it out and like see who's doing better between me and Private Merc. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've just been like itching for some like personal code coding projects, so I was thinking I might I might do that for Matchup Mashup. So a lot of my time has been this past week kind of thinking about that. I'm learning like AWS, just like the Amazon Web Services stuff. So I've just been like really caught up in that. But I've still been playing Hearthstone. I just like I said, I just haven't had really, like, any time to go out and, like, explore all the different decks. So after, like, Private Merc sent me the Miracle Rogue deck, and I was playing it, and I was, like, I, w- I was having a lot of fun with it. So I just kind of stuck with it. Um, so that's what I'll be talking about this week. But, yeah, other than that, I haven't really messed around with anything else. So. What's that sound? It's the sound of trivia time. <laughs> Yes, we gotta we gotta start like adding like noises. Yeah, we do. We gotta I get some like sound a, like effects. A, uh-oh, what's that? It's like a clock ticking. It's trivia time. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we gotta do that. We gotta. <laughs> All right, gotta are you feeling browsing. lucky or am I feeling lucky? We just me and we we man both just came up with three questions this week. No no boundaries at all just like i mean just the hearthstone questions so there's no categories really we just came up with three uh three questions each so you know what uh i'll ask you first wee wee man all right all right so not counting titles for example like sargeras on his titan card is called like sargeras the destroyer it's like you don't need to give me the title but if you can give me just the name of both the Warriors Titan and the Demon Hunters Titan. The Warriors Titan and the Demon Hunters Titan? Yes. <sighs> okay, let me think. Warriors Titan is like for some reason I want to say it starts with like an O. I don't know if that's right. I'm I'm might, might be thinking of the mage one. Uh um Warrior and what was the other one you said? Demon Hunter. And Demon Hunter. Uh, I, f- I know these, bro. Um, God, dude, I don't know. Um, it's Kazgaroth is the warrior one. 
The six man. Kazgaroth. And the demon hunter is Argus, the Emerald Star. Okay, I could have gotten Argus. That rings a bell. I have no clue what the warrior one is called. Even though I've literally, I've literally seen the control warrior one way more than the <laughs> than or Argus. the control or the warrior more than the Argus, but I, I think the Argus like there's a there's a Ween song that I like called <laughs> the Argus. So that's probably why. Um, dang. All right. Well, I guess I'm over or zero and one so far. Um, all right. For you, I want you to tell me. This is this is like pretty easy i feel like what is the name of a one cost one two weapon that reads death rattle add a random outcast card to your hand oh i know it's from the the I'm not sure, like wretched or outcast. Outca- no, outcast. I don't know. What is it? Outcast something. It's, it's calamity's grasp. Ooh. I got you. Yes, let's go. All right. Well, this I got a one's one. really easy, wee wee man. This one's really, <laughs> really, really easy. Oh no. <laughs> Give me the most expensive neutral card in standard. Expensive neutral card in standard. Uh, is it Naga Giant? It is Naga Giant. Yes. My God, let's go. All right, so I'm, I'm one for two. Um, all right. Now I want you to name all the zero cost spell or all the zero cost cards, in uh, all the zero cost standard cards in Druid. In Druid. Hmm. Yes. Aquatic form. Innervate, yep. pounce. Yep. Forbidden fruit. Yes, nice. Let's go. Well, All right. <laughs> my question is kind of invalid now, so I might need to come up with a new question. <laughs> oh no <laughs> my question was give me six standard cards that cost zero and there are 17 i guess you can still do that you just can't do any of the five druid ones because you could still aquatic form forbidden fruit innervate <laughs> pounce <laughs> give me six zero cost cards in standard there's 17 so technically you have to get six out of 12 you know, man that makes it perfect you gotta get six out of 12 not the druid ones not the druid ones okay well we got backstab shadow step uh preparation um hmm is on is the felon flames zero that's or is that a one, one. cost that's, that's, oh that's okay that's one of them so oh and we have dispose of evidence that's five uh in coin <laughs> <laughs> You lose. <laughs> no, wait, I only need one more, right? Yeah. Or how many? Uh. Oh, God. Shit, uh, I don't know. Uh, just give me two more seconds to think. One, two. Uh, out of time. Wait, 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 I got it. Uh, Horn of Winter. Yeah, Horn of Winters. That's more. Okay. All right, wait, how many more yes. can we get? I'm not looking right now. How many more can we get? So we got missing six. Um. Um. <laughs> 
Uh, of six. Oh, Snowflipper, Penguin, Ancient Undying Totem. Undying Allies, Undying Allies. Undying Allies, right. Snowflipper, Penguin, Ancient Totem. Uh, what's the zero cost priest one dredge and reduce it by three if it's a spell? Illuminate, Illuminate. Uh, that's 10 out of 12. I mean, 10 out of 12 is pretty good. I don't know if nice. I can remember the other ones. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mm. Uh, All right, listeners, if you did better than us, I'm impressed. That's, that's a... Yes. All right, so... Wait, wait, whose turn is it for the third one? Your, your I just turn? gave you your third, so I'm giving... You okay. went two for three. Okay. Um, Are you currently at one and three? Or, I'm at one or out one, of two. One out of two. Okay, all right. Let's see if you can go two and three. All right, listen closely. This is a, this is a tricky one. So, I have played a Mark of the Wild, a Natural Causes, a Wrath, and a Beetlemancy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How how much is my Naga Giant? Give me give me it all again. Some Mark of the Wild, Natural Causes, Wrath, and Beetlemancy. They're all Druid spells. I'll tell that's you. That's all. That's the only spells you've played. Oh, this is easy. Yeah, you've just played all those spells in the game. How much is your Naga Giant costing? Um, he's costing. Nine mana. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's worth the wild two max causes two wrath two beetleman C five gain three through beetles with taunt or gain twelve armor. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked I picked like druid ones because I knew you were playing druid. I feel like that would have been like unfair if I like picked a bunch of random like death knight spells. Give me another. Give me random <laughs> death knight spells. I want the bonus points. The bonus points. All right, here. Let me pull it up. <laughs> let me pull it up. All right. All right. I played. A blood tap. I played. Why are they all minions? <laughs> <laughs> I played. Um, I played a remorseless winner. And I've also played a harmonic metal. How much is he costing? Um, you have five see. seconds. One. Eleven. Two. Nice. Let's go. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Well, good job. We both went two for three on trivia segment. I think that's the best I've ever done. That was good. <laughs> you're 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 a you're a little you're a little rat. You're a little rat. I go two for three, get two out of three, and on the one I get wrong, you're like, this one's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, wee wee man. <laughs> oh God. All right. Well, um. So is it time for me to talk about some Miracle Rogue? Yes, or... it's time for you to talk about Miracle Rogue. All right. So, so yeah, I, I've been playing some Miracle Rogue, as I said. It's a, it's a fun casino-oriented uh, deck that is just, like, your whole goal is to... Like, this This is the deck that I pictured when I saw Yogg originally. I was like, okay, this is going in, like, a Rogue deck where they're shadow stepping 300 things and like playing preparation and playing a bunch of potion like i just like i saw this in a rogue deck so when private merc sent this to me i was like oh that's sick like this is literally what i thought like this card would like do good in so um so yeah i mean that like the the goal of the deck the way i see it is you're pretty much just like playing miracle rogue how you normally would um 
Like you're trying to play a bunch of spells. You're trying to get lots of value off your potions. Um, but the difference is you're playing all these spells because you're reducing your yog um, throughout the game. And hopefully you'll draw into your, your yog, or maybe he's in your hand already. And then you're trying to drop him on a very early turn. And that's pretty bad for your opponent if you can get like the earlier you can get him out the better um but yogg's abilities are kind of weird because one of his abilities is to take control of an enemy minion and another one is to make all of their enemy minions fight each other and then the other one is to add a bunch of chaotic tendrils to your hand and i feel like those are all very different situations so it's 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 interesting in that way and with shadow step in this deck it also makes it feel like you have some like control over how you want to use yog he's versatile uh, i definitely think he's pretty yeah. strong and yeah shadow step and do your own break dance too yeah break dance as well yep. yeah both shadow step and break dance are really i mean you can just play yog like four times yeah exactly and it's like and then every time you play him, you know, it's like he he has all the abilities he had before. Um, so, I mean, the the deck is, like, I, I think very versatile, but it, it kind of gets brought down a notch for the fact that it's very random. Like, I've gotten screwed over by my Chaotic Tendrils many times, and I have had them kill my own minions. Have you or, had them kill you? No, I haven't had them kill me yet. Thank <laughs> God. I think I would have stopped playing the deck. <laughs> <laughs> but but they're yeah, it's it's like like I said, it's just very casino-y. But yeah, the the main point of the deck is just pretty much playing as many spells as you can. Um and of course, as you would in normal Miracle Rogue, as you're playing it, like if you take a turn where you know you're gonna play a million spells, uh or or, or cards for that matter, like you, you want to make sure you can uh drop a location for the ghost because that is really strong for this deck uh for the early game um just as it was with other iterations of miracle rogue like if you're playing a bunch of cards and you're not able to make a big ghost like it feels really sad so so that's something you want to keep in mind um but the the deck has really cool cards in it of course it has the yog and um and then it has two of the chaotic tendrils, the just the one one casts random spells, just kind of kind of get you going. And I've also found the chaotic tendrils like kind of okay to. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's okay to keep. I'm not as experienced. I've been keeping them, but also I feel like when I play a chaotic tendril on one, I'm kind of just hurting myself because <laughs> Light they it just burns itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it just does like stupid stuff. So like I don't know like. In a way, it makes me wonder if you even like want the ones in your deck, or if they're if those could be taken out for something better. But they're they're cool. They're from the mini set, and they're cool. So um, I liked having them in my deck, and uh, and then of course you have Shadow Step and Prep, which allows for really cool plays sometimes. Like I was saying, with Shadow Stepping your Yog, uh, that can be really fun. You can shadow step your scribbling stenographers as you could before uh shadow stepping astalore of course which is like the biggest thing you can do 
Probably. I mean, maybe Shadow Step and Yogg is bigger. It depends on the situation. But, I mean, those those cards, I just feel like that's what, like, gives Rogue its, like, main identity. Like, without Shadow Step and Prep, like, Rogue and isn't... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like those cards literally make Rogue so strong. And it's like, without them, I don't know what it's going to be doing. Yeah, but... you want to know? I'm looking through your deck list here, thinking about, like, questions and stuff. And you know what just struck me? This deck, What's that? this deck is missing a certain card that I I feel like every time I see it not in a rogue deck, I'm like, yeah, that's a mistake. It should be running <laughs> this card. You know what card that is? Wait, did you send it in Discord? Nah. It's your, I'm looking at your list. Oh, you're, you're asking me what card it should run. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I don't play a lot of rogue. Maybe it's a neutral. I don't know. I'm just what, what card are you thinking? I, uh, no crab. It doesn't have crab. Crab. Like the one that makes you mill too? Crabatoa. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, no. The uh, ruin crab. Or mill three? Is it mill three? It's mill three. That's magic. why I didn't get it. My brain did not compute. You li- I received a message that said mill two, and it said running analysis, no cards matching mill two. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah. no, Crabatoa? Yeah. I mean, like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't play enough rogue to know how valuable Krabatoa is. Krabato You've is definitely amazing. played enough rogue to it's know. Amazing. Yeah, you can get him out on like four with prep bone spike, and even if you don't, he's like eight face damage probably with the weapons. Like, it's like really valuable. I would probably take out like a break dance or a gone fish in. Okay. Or maybe the tendrils. Like maybe you don't want the tendrils. Yeah, that's. I don't know if the tendrils are that good because you just play Yogg and you fill your hand with tendrils. Like, why do you need? And then yeah, you can shadow key. step him and fill it with like another. Uh, you can keep him in your hand. Wait till you play all your other tendrils and then play ten more tendrils. Like, I don't. I really don't know if you need the the extra tendrils. Yeah, and like you're only deck. running. You're running one break dance, one gone fish in. So if you take out both tendrils, you can put in crab, and then you could either take another break dance. I mean, I would probably take another gone fishing over break dance, but um, that would probably be a pretty good swap. Yeah, yeah. No, I I definitely want to experiment. Like, since I'm talking about this deck this week, I'm I mean I know I'm gonna have to kind of like explore around a little bit to give some new content for next week, but I might I might play around with this deck a little bit because I, I I like it I like Yogg and I like how it's been playing lately so I might get, I might try to do some improvements on it and report back next week. You gotta get uh you gotta only play Auctioneer Druid until it gets nerfed. They're gonna take our boy <laughs> Auctioneer away from us. He's been chilling with us since like twenty like fifteen like. They're taking him away. You gotta, you gotta just hear him one last time say he's got the best deals anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually do want to play. You that should try deck. it. It's actually yeah. Like, really, after the show, even we should like play a few because like that deck is it's like so fun. No, I'm down. When uh when Megan gets home, she's gonna cook dinner and stuff. So I'll have some time. I'll definitely play. Cool. Um. But yeah, okay. So where was I? At? I was talking about um, we were talking cards about... in the deck. Yeah. So yeah. So as far as mulligans go, um, I I personally was just keeping things like for potions mainly, uh, and I would keep tendrils since I have them in my deck, and they're you know it's like I guess I'll start making my tendrils better from the get-go and like i can play them on one so i i think that's why like in my mind why i was like thinking it's fine to keep those 
Um, it's just, yeah, there's probably not many, like, like, you could get some good ones. Like, there's one cost spells that just draw a card, but you could, it's, like, also, like, not that unlikely that it's just gonna kill itself, too. <laughs> like, exactly. So, it's, like, it's not, but, uh, and that's what I'm saying. I think we should really heavily consider anyone else out there who's playing uh, Tendril Rogue. I think we should all consider taking those tendrils out. I mean, it has like the second what worst else played, we can do. second worst pl- played win rate in the deck, just above Breakdance. So it's like it's not. It doesn't have very good stats, but also backed I, by evidence. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I was keeping, and I was winning a lot of my games. But I, I don't think it was because I was keeping tendrils. I think the potion stuff you do want to keep. Like, uh, if you look at the if you sort by legend on HS replay and look, it says if you sort by legend, obviously we want to see what the legend players are doing. I feel like I'm always going like it's like Bell Alchem. It's like literally it's just Miracle Rogue, right? I always do like yeah. I don't know if the stats support this, but I would just be like, all right, let's go concoctor alchemist potion belt graveyard. Like that's like what I would be like trying to see. In yeah, the like that's kind of what yeah. I would do. Is that like what you're going? Are you doing other stuff? Pretty much. Like I, I would keep. I would if I had a potion belt, I would keep it. If I had a sinstone graveyard, I'd keep it. Um, potion matcher putricide, I never kept. He's good, if but you, if you against certain decks, like against a paladin or something, like something with no from hand, if you can just coin him out or get him out on two, like bone spike or something, and they like are never able to do. It's just game winning. Like that's why it's really good. It's not good in every single matchup, but it's like so it probably doesn't have a super high kept percentage but like in the matchups it is good and it's like really good no that checks out yeah you just gotta know your matchups then um i was playing against a, <clears throat> a lot of decks that had from hand da- from hand damage um except for like like mech rogue but like mech rogue you're you're literally just trying to like make them not have mechs and like that's hard enough in itself let alone like playing a potion master putricide and doing other stuff on top of that like i i feel like if i was playing paladins and stuff like yeah that that's like if they're not if they they don't have a board yet and you put them out there and you can like clear their board as they build it like that's huge even if they just play like say they like drone deconstructor turn one and you have him and bone spike you can just like coin him and bone spike and then like it might not be enough but it could like depending on if you have other stuff in your hand it could like because if you can keep getting potions every turn against macro but i'm not sure i don't ever think i've really played miracle rogue against macro my miracle rogue i didn't play much like since now it has just hasn't changed that much i liked concoctions came out but that's like when i was playing macro a lot last so yeah yeah i don't i don't know i mean i think i think the uh legend mulligan win rate like the top cards in there is pretty valid uh i would keep ask the lore sometimes just because like it's a two cost minion and it starts starts your trajectory towards like eventually in the game if you need to gain five more five armor or do a bunch of damage like it sets you up for that so i could see why that's one of the top the win rate thing, cards but like you were saying it's kind of sad it kind of shows it's like not really a good deck yeah. if astalore is the top the only reason i can see it is like it says here on average it's playing on turn six so if like people are like okay with just going like astalore shadow step astalore shadow step astalore and like killing their stuff and then making a big ghost like maybe but like also like 
that's like the best thing your deck can do. I'm a little like I'm just a little bit concerned with your deck. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like that. That made me sad. Like I, I wasn't really looking at the Mulligan win rates, but when I saw that Astalor was the top for Legend, that is kind of sad because it's like this deck has. I don't know. I you mean, wanted, like you had dreams in your sleep. You would roll around in bed, and you just had dreams of chaotic tendril was the highest mulligan. <laughs> yeah, and and break dance with it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so I mean, with this deck, if you're keeping stuff for potions, uh, specifically potion belt, um, you uh, graveyard is like a no-brainer. You want to keep that because, like, that is your early game, pretty much. Like, you'll you'll play that as soon as you can, that is and then you'll have a turn guard. where I, you play. I would almost say yeah. at this point, graveyard is almost as like ubiquitous as like shadow step and prep. Like, has really have yeah. we really been running decks like without like mech rogue and uh, like we don't run it in mech rogue or secret rogue, but like when I when you think rogue. I feel like when you think rogue, people think miracle rogue. Like, that's what I think. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's it's such a it's such an important card. I mean, like you're not. I mean, unless you're like making a bunch of potions somehow that are like summoning three cost minions or you know whatever. Like you're not really making like a wide board, and it's like th that card just gives you the ability to make one huge minion. And if you're not playing against a priest with light, it burns or blood death knight. Or freaking warrior now with their um well I guess they've always had Bladestorm, but I mean like I guess you could always just throw like a cheap minion out there too for the Bladestorm. But uh I mean yeah, it's it's definitely an important card. Um and it it can help you out in like almost every matchup and unless they're just able to delete your ten ten ghost with one mana. But yeah, I would definitely keep that. Ghoulish Alchemist is also a no-brainer. Like, it's a minion. Uh, it gets you a body out there, and it reduces... It makes your concoction cost three less, which is huge. Especially for a deck where you're trying to play a bunch of stuff in one turn. So, also Ghoulish Alchemist. Um, Shadow Step, like... I, I, I don't know if I've ever actually kept that. I'm kind of just, by the way, I'm just going down like the mulligan win rate on HS replay at this point because I've kind of already told you what like I personally do. But yeah, it's showing Shadow Step is a 47% win rate, which is still in the green. But um, I, I wasn't really keeping Shadow Step just because like, like I don't want to Shadow Step something like stupid. Like I don't want to Shadow Step anything that i'm planning on playing early like my ghoulish alchemist like i guess i could shadow step him but i don't know how good that is so i'm said, not really an experienced rogue player so you said that's in the green but it's like a fall off you see i feel like i don't know maybe not maybe not but i feel like it's enough i don't know i feel like it's shadow step even though it's green like that's like enough away from the rest that like when you see a big jump in the numbers it's like not that big i guess it's only 0.5 but like also like those are situational keeps like breakdance shadow step and shadow of demise so right like if you're planning on if you're in a matchup and you're planning on keeping astalore shadow step i feel like is fine for that because like private merc said like you might have a turn where you just shadow step your astalore a bunch of times and uh do a bunch of damage and then you have a bunch of astalores which is always good but, um, yeah, it's definitely, I feel like it's a situational keep. 
And Shadow of Demise, I wouldn't keep that either. Like, I mean, if you draw it, like, I feel like as the game goes on, you will have bigger things to do with your Shadow of Demise than what you could do in the early game. That's just my opinion. Um, so yeah, that's like the mulligan stuff. Some of the matchups I want to talk about. Um, the mirror, I played a few mirrors. Uh, and I found that when I ran out of cards and I ran out of stuff to do, like I just lost. So I feel like in this matchup, at least from my experience, you're going to want to definitely like put a lot of priority into your concoctions because I feel like that's like your main way to draw cards and um especially like if if you're in the mirror match you know your opponent's miracle rogue as well uh, as long as like if, if you know they're not mech rogue like I think you need to be making your potions be like the kind that are like uh, the blue potion, the hazy potion, I think. That's like add a card to your hand, make it cost three less. Um, and the yellow one. That, and, and, and the draw two cards. Like, you want to be kind of building your potions like that, I feel like, because then you'll just be getting more cards in your hand, getting ready for a big, big pop off turn where you play a bunch of cards. Um, but also, when you play Mech Rogue, or, or play against a Mech Rogue, Potions are still valuable. You just want to pick different things. Um, in the Mech Rogue matchup, I feel like Purple. I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like you want to be, you want to be killing them. You want to be killing those minions. You want to be, um, like I don't know. I know, like that's the thing. Like top legend players probably know this best, but it's like, you know, you. I feel like you at least want to get one of your potions being a destroy a minion, uh, just in case they Laura. like have. Against Macro, because it's like, uh, uh, yeah, you don't know when, but maybe at some point they just like make a 14 14 stealth like minion that gives them yeah. a coin every time they attack. And it's like, you just want to, you want to be able to destroy that. So it's like the, the, that's what you should be focusing on in the, like in the Macro matchup. Like some kind of matchup. I don't know if there's any other decks that do it, but like any deck that is going to be making a big minion that you need to deal with, you want to focus on destroying minion, obviously. Um, and then another deck I played against was Control Warrior. And I thought this one was a hard matchup because I would play like I would normally play, just with potions, you know, since it's a control deck and I know I'm not going to be needing to take care of big minions right away, I would go for, like, the more value potions, just get a lot of cards, get a lot of, like, reduced stuff with the hazy potion, and go that route. But then even when I have all that stuff and I have a turn where I make a big ghost, they can just kill it, like, very easily. Um, but that could also be my fault because... I feel like if they kill it, like I, like I've, I mentioned before, like if they kill it with a blade storm, that's my fault, honestly, for not leaving like a mana up to play like a concoctor or, like or a tendril. Or like a stenographer out there or something. Yeah, just something smaller than it, so it doesn't just kill that. And um, I don't even know if it is shield slam still standard. Yeah, like okay, but so even like, if you do do that, you're making them like spend two removal spells. So like you still get like even if they have to shield slam your other your like stenographer or whatever, and then blade storm. Like they had the cards anyway, now they don't. Like it's like they're gonna use them. So. Right. 
No, yeah, and that and that's still huge. But for me, it did make it a little tough, um, just because I felt like in my games against Control Warrior, it was really hard for me to get some of that damage in because I would, you know, do something big and then it would just get removed on their turn. And then eventually, they'll just play Odin and do Odin things. So uh, I feel like your best bet for this matchup is to just be quick with everything. Um, yeah, I'm even looking here against Control Warrior. It has, on HS Replay at Legend rank, this deck has like a 34.5% win rate over 580 games. So, I would just try like, to it, like it is a hard matchup. I would just try to yeah. like... I would just try to Shadow Step Yogg a bunch of times, and every time I Shadow Step him, just like... Because like... You're probably you're just gonna need insane amounts of random value to deal with like they're gonna get too much like even if you get like four Astalors with Breakdance Shadow Step and um uh Shadow of Demise like that's not enough to get through all their armor and they're just gonna play Odin and kill you if you're like spending eight mana every turn to just deal fourteen like they're gonna armor past that like you need more than that in your ghost yeah so you just need like large amounts of random value exactly so so yeah just just going fast like like private merc said you're gonna want to play a lot of tendrils um because i mean event like eventually when you do play yog uh that's probably gonna be your game plan like you're probably just gonna want to like drop yog drop a bunch of tendrils and see what you get like it's a it's a very and keep taking your unfavored match back and keep doing that because you're not gonna, yeah. you're not gonna get them by being like a super, super aggressive. They're gonna just clear your stuff. That's a good point. So, so maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but so would would you say maybe keeping your shadow steps in this matchup to take back your Yog after you've done stuff with him one turn, like would be a good idea, just to make sure they can't kill it, and then you would never have a Yog ever again. I think you want your shadow, you want to be shadow stepping your Yog, but I don't think you want to be keeping either of those things in your starting hand. Like you'll get there. Yeah. By the time you yeah. cast fifteen spells, like. Yeah, like you have you have the time, but you'd rather, just don't you'd rather like throw that away for another chance at a potion belt. Like it's like. Right um so yeah that's that's the control warrior matchup um i also played i don't even know if this is like a real popular deck Damn, um, dancing Paladin. is it dancing did Paladin? It i don't dance know they did it have no no it didn't have the dancing floor i don't know though no and it wasn't it wasn't like doing like it was doing like pure paladin things like like your classic pure paladin things in the beginning and then it was like did he have earthens he did have earthens oh, so, so it might have been earthen paladin, paladin. Oh, yeah. but does earthen paladin run anachronos i didn't yeah, think it yeah, did because yeah, yeah. like oh, okay. paladin wants to be like a slower deck because you want those dudes to keep getting bigger and bigger so you would run like defensive tools like that okay so yeah i got kind of screwed over i mean this guy like i don't like, does Earthen Paladin run Yogg? Because, like, this guy was. I mean, and... like, I don't think Earthen Paladin's really that real of a deck. So, like, now that the mini set came out, they're probably like, I'm going to try Earthen Paladin some more and just, like, throw Yogg in there and see what happens. So, like, I don't think there's that a well-defined out. Earthen Paladin list because it's not really, like, in the meta. It's, like, tier below, tier, like, tier four. So, 
Well, I'm bad, I guess, because <laughs> I lost. I lost to the the Earthen Paladin running Yogg in his deck, and I feel like I lost because of Anachronos. As weird as it sounds, um, Anachronos is just really strong. So if you ever come across an Earthen Paladin and you think maybe they have Yogg, like Yogg, your Yogg probably won't be enough because like they could just Anachronos your stuff. I just didn't realize um, that even if you have big ghosts and all Earthen that. Earthen Paladin ran like spells. Like what spells is that deck running? Yeah, I mean they were they were running spells. Like I mean they we didn't play our our uh, yogs till later in the game. Like I think I played mine on like turn eight. I just didn't realize. I felt and like then that they really, that deck just ran like very few. Like I can't imagine what spells they're running. Like they're running probably the board clear one. Like but yeah, they had um like give a do plus two plus two and then deal its damage to all minions. I bet they're running that. And then... Yeah, they had that. They had the resurrect. Um, like four paladin minions um yeah so so i mean that was like weird i i I feel like i'm just like you know not not that great so like i i don't want to go too far into detail on this matchup but i just wanted to wanted to mention that anachronos is something to watch out for um even in this deck especially like with getting your Yog or your big ghost sent away because that's what happened to me and i wasn't really expecting it because i wasn't like quite sure like i knew i knew they were playing like earthens and stuff but i wasn't keeping up with the meta enough to like know what they were really doing and it was so early after the the mini set that i was like okay maybe this is some like new weird deck and i'm just gonna do what i do and i did what i did and they played anachronos and i lost so all right. So that was that one. I played against a Rainbow Mage as well. A few Rainbow Mages, actually. Um, and I thought these were pretty easy matchups. Um, but also, my opponents were were not playing very well. Um, they were, like, being weird and just killing my minions with burn spells. And, like, I don't know. Like, it just... Like, eventually, I just played Yogg and played Tendrils, and that won me the game, because they... I, I just feel like if if you're playing Rainbow Mage, and you're against a deck that's going to just try to play a bunch of Tendrils at some point, like this Tendril Rogue deck, Rogue deck I just feel like you should just wait for a Sift turn, because you're probably going to have time to do that. Unless they're making big ghosts, and then it's like, okay, now you need to do something. But I wasn't really doing that like i was just playing like i was playing like alchemists and like all that stuff so like i I don't get why they were slinging spells at it i think they're just low rank players they were clearly playing around you're playing the four cost tendril when it casting emulate to burn away all cards in their hand after three turns like you just don't you don't understand (laughs) they were just they were 10 steps ahead of you Jesus Christ, they're actually, like, top 50 <laughs> legend. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, even according to HS Replay, this is a pretty winnable matchup. It's only over a 110-game sample size, but it says a 59.3% win rate at legend. So, yeah, you should have a pretty pretty easy time against the Rainbow Mage. I would just, you know, focus on getting as much value as you can, going as quick as you can, because... If they're playing smart, eventually, probably what their game plan will be is dropping Sif and killing you with that. Um, because 
you can you can play your yog and clear an entire board full of the elementals from the elemental inspiration so if they go that route they're silly i feel like um i feel like the only way i mean i don't know was that a was that a disappointed mm, or was that a no no you're good <laughs> okay i thought you were like about to say i was stupid <laughs> <laughs> no no you're good you're good okay um and then arcane hunter was another one i saw um i thought lynxes were pretty hard to deal with because they can come out pretty early but um in matchups where they weren't really doing so hot in that that um aspect they didn't really do too well against me and uh i thought it was easier to just play the deck as normal making big ghosts and getting a lot of value with your tendrils and playing yog and all that stuff but if they have a turn early on where they're able to make a bunch of four fours it, it gets pretty hard um and uh it's a bit harder as opposed to like when i was playing what deck was i playing that was like easy i was playing a deck earlier um earlier in the month that was I, w I was saying it was, like, easy to kind of play around secrets because you didn't really need to use all your mana every turn. But, like, this deck, like, a, like once you play your graveyard and you want to play a bunch of cards every turn, then it's, like, kind of impossible to play around their, um, their secret that summons them a minion, so that can be hard, too. This matchup just doesn't seem fun because they can tighten forge traps and, like, get freezing trap and stuff if you make a big ghost, or they can just kill it with, like, star power. Doesn't seem very. Yeah, star very power strong. is also rough. Yeah, it's it's not it's not great. It's pretty. It's a pretty tricky matchup. Um, pretty tricky, but also pretty easy. Yeah, easy and tricky at the same time. Okay. It's easy if you have opponents like mine who <laughs> uh, <laughs> who don't who don't, who don't have like, uh, a frontal uh, cortex. We don't. Have, yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> a frontal lobe. I mean, no, we got to cut that part out. All right. <laughs> All right. um and then one of the last decks i saw uh playing was control warlock and even though i i played this deck so i should know what it does which is what kind of made me sad it was still pretty difficult um and i think it's just because they can remove your stuff um pretty pretty easily i mean they have the the reverb if they want it and um the file isn't like too crazy but uh reverb can be tough um if they get sargras out you're the game's pretty over. much screwed <laughs> yeah like you're like your yog is not gonna beat their sargras sadly so that's another that's another matchup kind of similar to the control warrior matchup where you're probably just wanna, gonna want to go for really fat turns in the early game where you can play a bunch of cards, make big ghosts, play as many tendrils as you can. Um, I don't think I won any Control Warlock games, sadly, so I can't really give any advice as to how I won them, but uh, maybe Private Merc can add to that. I would just say just go fast because as the game goes on, it's going to get harder, and as the game goes on, the chances of them playing Sargras are higher, and Sargras will end the game for you pretty much so so i would say for this and for control warrior you probably <laughs> want to go slow <laughs> wait want to go slow yeah 
What? Okay, explain. Well, like he said, against, like, Warrior and, like, against Warlock with Reverb and, like, uh, Bladestorm and Shield sl Slam and everything, like, I guess it's like a battle of would you rather make a giant ghost and dump your whole hand and then pray that, like, they... I mean, you want to do all that anyway, but, like, you're probably not going to win that way. You're probably going to win by, like, Yogg, fill hand with tentacles, play all your tentacles, and shadow step your Yogg, and then, like, do that again. Like, you're probably going to win through, like, massive value. But also, I wouldn't really know. But, um, that would be my assumption. Like, my assumption would definitely be against Warrior. You're, you're definitely not killing Warrior by going fast. Like, there's actually no way. Like, they will brawl, blade storm, uh bellowing flames like do it she like she'll not like they're just gonna clear your board like maybe against the warlock the warlock might not have the reverb so if you like made really fat ghosts and they didn't have reverb and it was too early for them to like even then they might have anubisoth or something but like like you said they're gonna probably remove all your stuff so i think your best bet would just be trying like you you are playing a tentacle deck that relies on rng so like I would just try to go for, like, I would, like, just Yogg and fill, fill my hand with Tendrils and then immediately Shadow Step my Yogg and then just play, like, all of the Tendrils and then do that again. Like, do it again next turn. Like, Shadow Step him. And, like, that's how I would try to do it. Because I don't know. But, like, you might be able to go fast and do it. It just looks like the win rate against both of these is, like, not great, which would make me think that... Um... Like, going fast and making the ghosts and everything. Like, I don't know. I just don't think that's, like, they're going to probably remove it. I mean, that's what you see. You didn't beat any warlocks because they just removed all your stuff, right? You said. Yeah, like, I just it was just, like, almost impossible for me to get any damage on them. So, I mean, I can see that. I just, I, I guess by, like, me saying go fast is, like... Go fast, like, setting up your plays. So, I mean, like, in like warrior and warlock um i guess i would just say like get your setup quick so that you can have your pop off turn quick and then also have like a shadow step to get your yog back oh. so that you can play yog as early as you can do that stuff and then shadow step him back like I, th I still think you should do that i just think you should go as quick as you can because i feel like eventually They'll just have too much mana and yeah, I, too many cards to, like, to like they'll be able to play around what you're doing, like, too easily. So I, I just feel like, like, quick just means kind of, like, I think we're just, just, yeah. just focusing on your, your, your game plan of playing tendrils and making that you're, like, the forefront of your focus and then, um, just, just doing everything you can to make that happen quicker i guess i don't know if that makes sense but i just think we're saying the same thing i was also saying you should be doing graveyard and all of the early game stuff i think the point i'm just trying to make is you should not be using your shadow steps or breakdance on anything other than yog like i think that's the point i'm trying to make no that's yeah that's a very good point yeah why wise words <laughs> from private merc <laughs> um but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all the matchups I saw. So uh, I think that does it for my deck. Uh, I advise you go out and try this deck because it's fun. It's it's a fun deck to play. And I I've enjoyed it this week. So Woo man advises uh, Miracle Rogue. I do. All right. Bonk Druid.
what is this deck trying to do? So what you want to do is you want to get you want to ramp like super fast using like obviously nourish and then if you can like you can uh, reduce as well with um, life binders gifts like reduce your nourish get nourish out or even wait so you can solar eclipse it just like ramp super super fast draw through your deck with gadgets and auctioneer and then your goal is to get uh, ignis weapon ten cost and you have a sixty percent chance to hit wind fury so. You're gonna want to fizzle, like if if the matchup permits or if you have time, it's good to fizzle an Ignis hand so you can like roll again on Ignis if you don't get Wind Fury. But basically, you want to go for like a Wind Fury hand, and then you run a bunch of hero uh, buff modifiers, like you run Pounce and you run Harmonic Dissonant Mood and you run Rake and you run Solar Eclipse, so you can wait until like your Harmonic Mood is a Dissonant Mood and we'll give your hero plus four attack, and then you can Solar Eclipse those and you'll get easily get 15 attack and if you have wind fury that's just 30 and you can just otk him with ignis weapon it's not entirely consistent because you can just not get wind fury sometimes but like that's why you run the fizzle and you don't always like need wind fury you don't always need to deal 30 like you can kind of just you can win through value with like yog or just like auction you make big boards you're like getting discovering lots of random spells and stuff so it's possible to just win in other ways the weapon can just win the game too if it's not wind fury like against aggressive decks you don't even get wind fury if you get like life steal and gain eight armor like that's just just healing for 13 every turn like the aggro deck loses so um nice cool cards in the deck i got the best deals anywhere <laughs> gadgets and auctioneer <laughs> who they're gonna be nerfing he's the coolest card but he's also the most skill testing like i will so often overdraw and mill something because you have to like account for the fact that you run like planted evidence and stuff and so if you have gadget sand out and you planted evidence you're going to actually have one more card at the end of your turn because you draw one off the planted evidence and then you're going to draw one off the planted evidence discovered spell and you added like the discovered spell to your hand there's stuff like that or if you aquatic form like if you pick something you can afford you're going to draw two so you're and then almost all your cards are spells so except for contaminated lasher which by the way i'll talk about him he's really cracked but like almost all your cards are spells so if you're accidentally you're like oh crap i miscalculated did my gadgets and turn but i like played too many card draws or planted evidences or stuff like that you can't really make yourself not be at 10 cards because your deck is like almost all spells it runs like the mingans are two auctioneers ignis yog and fizzle and two lashers what is that it's like seven minions nine minions like it's like not very many minions at all so yeah mm. you got to make sure you calculate like your gadgets in turns right but it's really hard to do that um yog um i mean yog in this deck so i try to fizzle yog because i just want to have another yog but i don't really think it's necessary he's more of a like he's gonna just be super cheap if not free like mid mid game so if that's the case you can like respond to boards like i've had opponents play yog and steal my thing or like then i've had opponents play yog and clear my board before and then i go yog and i steal their yog and then i steal one of their other minions like yog a yog when they play yog responding with a yog is like so big um generally though like yog isn't the reason you're winning you're not like not ever taking tentacles really because your hand's always full so it's like more of a responsive thing or like if you're on your off turn like you had to ignis this turn and make your weapon and stuff like if you're on your off turn 
than like just throwing a yog out for free at the end to clear their board or take one of their big threatening things is a nice way to bide your time to like bridge into your either your weapon or like your big yeah or like a big gadget sand turn or something like that so or like he's good at the end of a gadget sand turn i guess too if if you were just drawing cards and you weren't really dealing with their board so yog is really fun though Board doesn't matter that much, though. I feel like I play like a lot of control warriors, a lot of nature shamans. Played the mirror, um, like you don't want to take the tentacles because they fill your hand up. But a lot of the times, like, like I'll take anything. Like they have, they have a minion. I'll take it. But it's like I'm not gonna be happy about taking like a three three or something, you know? So yeah. Hmm. Or, like, a 5-5, five, five, like, an Enza or something. Like, I'm just not super, like, psyched. Like, but, like, what else are you going to take from them? So, um, other cool cards are Fizzle for the first time ever in a Hearthstone deck. Photographer Fizzle makes sense. Like, I, like, I never, like, every time I saw Fizzle, I was like, Fizzle is bait in this deck. And he's still, like, not great in this deck. He's got, like, he's, like, one of the, one of the worst cards, apparently, like, in the two. Well... I don't know. To have him the mulligan, he's bad. He's actually not really that bad to either play or draw. So he's actually pretty good in those in those numbers. But um, in this deck, you, since you only have that sixty percent chance to hit the wind fury off the weapon, the ten cost, like having the fizzle means you can shuffle another ignis end before you do the ignis stuff and confirm that you're gonna like if you do low roll you have a backup plan basically is what you're doing and it works because you draw through your deck so fast and all your stuff is free and you refresh your mana and stuff like that so you'll be able to clear the space out and replay that photograph if you need to uh other cool cards funnel cake and contaminated lasher funnel cake has always had like fat mana cheat potential being one cost and refreshing three mana crystals but a gadget sand combo deck like this is like really the time for this to shine because you can do your gadget sand, you can play contam and contaminated lashers. Those contaminated lasher and funnel cake are your two fat mana cheat cards. Where contaminated lasher is the two, two, three, two that if you cast five or more spells this game refresh four mana. So he basically is giving you two because like he costs two to play, but it's still refreshing two is really really big, and. I mean, you're gonna have five spells played, I promise. You're playing, like, you don't run minions in this deck. Like, Contaminated Lasher is always gonna be online when you need it to be, at least in my experience. And Funnel Cake just has a huge potential, especially when reduced by Lifebinder's Gift. It, it can be uh, with uh, with two up, three minions out, one of them being Gadget Sam, and having reduced that to zero with Lifebinder's Gift. That's just a draw a card and, like, restore three mana crystals and then keep drawing through your whole deck with gadgets and stuff. So Funnel Cake and Lasher, like, allow you to keep extending your big combo turns where you're like, nah, I'm not done, Chief. I want to keep drawing through my deck. I'm going to Lasher or I'm going to Funnel Cake, and I'll, I just got a bunch of mana back and I get to keep going. So those are both really big cards in this deck. Um, it's huge. Yes, yes. Also, make sure to uh, forge your Embrace of Nature. You, like, can't win this game. with Like, your two best cards to have in the mulligan are Embrace of Nature and Ignis. So, I promise you, like, you need to forge that Embrace of Nature. Like, don't play play it without forging, because you're just going to not be able to play I just want to draw my card. I don't want to forge it. You I lose. Wanna, I don't want to combine. <laughs> 
But, like, what are, what are some of the best hands I've had with this? Like I've said, I've, like, early on, I'm, like, I've reduced with Lifebinder's Gift and gotten a one-cost Solar Eclipse and a four-cost Nourish, and then you either, I either, I like, had Coin and Innervate, and you can literally, like, so early, like, I think, like, turn three, I would need to do that turn three, but it's, it was, it was gain, uh, because I had forged the Embrace to draw that, so it was literally gain four mana and draw six cards on turn three, just because you, Oh my god. Yeah. Might have been you said a two on turn or, three. It was either three or four. I'm either I had two innervates and it was turn three, or I only had one innervate and it was turn four. I can't remember exactly. But like then I just like was it ten mana? Like <laughs> Jesus. Mm. I keep nourish. Nourish is really what you want because you want to get that mana up so you can do an, an auctioneer turn and start drawing through your deck. But you have pretty solid. One of the good things about this deck is you have like solid defensive tools like as your spells. In in particular, you have Planted Evidence, um, Lunar Eclipse, uh, and Rake, and all three of those, Lunar Eclipse, Rake, and uh, Planted Evidence will, if you're doing a big gadget sand turn while drawn through your deck, they'll also, while Rake and uh, Lunar Eclipse will hit something guaranteed, like Evidence will probably give you something that can help you out too, and either way it's going to draw you another card and help you keep drawing through your deck. So, like, the deck has pretty good options. And Lifebinder's Gift, too, sometimes you'll just get, you'll get the grab two random nature spells, and then you'll just get, like, good answers. Like, my opponent, I was playing in a Rage Warrior that made two, four, five Anima Extractors. He played, like, two, and he had, he played two locations, turns one and two. And then on turn three, he played the Axe. And then on turn four, he played two Anima Extractors, made them both three fives, swung weapon, made, or three, three threes. Swung weapon made them both four fives, and I literally from Lifebinder's gift I got um, what is the wrath of the the five cost summon two five fours with rush the overload one like the, and I was just like wow like you you can get the random nature spells can really like be game uh game changing so yeah um kind of an off topic question but why. When I'm looking at the HS replay stats, why does every card have a positive or a plus fifty percent played win rate? Mm. Like, why is that? Because <laughs> then you go to my Miracle Rogue deck, and there's like there's zero cards above fifty. But that's interesting because the deck itself <laughs> has a negative win rate. It literally the only explanation I can think because the deck itself its win rate is forty eight percent. But we're looking and you write everything is positive. Like the thing I would guess is like <laughs> it's weird, but the people that played those cards like have won those games. But the the, the like the games they didn't play those cards. You know what I mean? Like even though yeah. the deck lost more overall it's some weird mashup of math like it made it so i don't know how does that work how does that work <laughs> it's like know. it's like not in in the games that card is played they're more likely to win but how is every single card it's just because they i, I don't know how to put it into words but i under i like understand it i think because <sighs> different people play different cards and then somehow it lined up so that like even though some games they lose with Ignis in their hand, but they didn't draw it or play it. I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it. You you explain. This is. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I'm looking at this and I'm like, is this why Blizzard was like, we need to nerf this? 
<laughs> I don't know. But it doesn't have a positive win rate. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's strange. Um. Well, all right. Maybe it's because you play so many cards in your turns that, like, when you play every card in your deck, it wins. I don't know. That actually kind of checks out. I would buy that. Um. So, is there a general hand you want? Or now that we, now that I, in the depth of my uh, uh, discussion of how Miracle Druid works, Wee Wee Man said, "Why number green?" He said, <laughs> he said, "He said I have in-depth question to provoke thought. Why number green?" <laughs> hey, it provoked a lot of thought, though, bro. It did. It did. It did. It did. It did. Uh, all right. So, general hand, you want matchup specific. Ah, you're a combo deck chief. You're making that win for your weapon, and you're either healing or you're gaining armor, or you're just straight up killing them. So, you want Ignis, you want Embrace of Nature, and you always want Nourish. Like, those are the cards I'm always like, all right, I want these. I guess, like, Planted Evidence is a pretty high percent, but, like, I don't know. Like, maybe if they're Mechrogue or something, like, maybe. But I don't really know. I don't ever really keep Planted Evidence. Um... Life Binder's Gift, if your hand allows it, like, if you have Nourish, or you have something that, like, you're like, alright, or, like, your hand's all spells that you'd be happy to reduce, like, you have, like, a Lunar Eclipse and a Nourish, and then if you put, if you make a Lunar Eclipse one cost, it's technically, like, reducing your next card's cost, because it makes your next card cost two less, so it's kind of like a Bone Spike prep thing, um, but Life Binder's Gift, like, if it makes sense. If you got, like, Auctioneer... And y'all, like, you got Auctioneer, you want to keep that, and then you got, like, Embrace of Nature. Like, yeah, probably don't keep Lifebinder's Gift, but if you got, like, Nourish and stuff like that, I would keep Lifebinder's Gift. Uh, Gadgets and Auctioneer against the slower matchups, like Warrior or Warlock, probably not against something like Mechrogue. Like, you're probably not going to want to keep Auctioneer there. And in faster matchups like Mechrogue, um, or even Arcane Hunter, I guess, but... Eh, like, I'm not crazy about that, really. Um, you keep uh, Lunar Eclipse or Rake. Both of those are fine. Like, against Mechrogue in particular, like, where you just need to make sure you remove their stuff every turn while you're doing what you want to do, because if you don't, they're going to hit you with a 15-15 Wind Fury. Like, yeah, like, Rake and Lunar Eclipse are, are pretty pretty good keeps to buy yourself another turn. Um, so, yeah, you're basically generally doing the same thing, like, every game. Like, some games you you can win through defense if you get big armor, big heal weapon, but you're mostly just bonking them in the face with a weapon, uh, doing yog swing turns in the middle of drawing through your deck and just kind of being a little bit defensive and utilizing Fizzle to shuffle back, like, a hand of full value, like Ignis or your weapon or whatever it, it may be. Uh, this deck runs Solar Eclipse, so in terms of what you want a Solar Eclipse, I like to forge my Embrace, and then Embrace of Nature is either going to draw Life Binder's Gift or Nourish, and either way, I'm chill with Solar Eclipse in that, because it's either going to give me four random nature spells and reduce all my spells in hand by two, or it's going to gain me four mana and draw me six cards. So I'm like, okay, with waiting after I've forged Embrace and drawn one of those, like, it's like, alright, that's what I want a Solar Eclipse, like, um... And like so you're mind. using you're using solar eclipse on embrace of nature itself. No, you it forge embrace of nature, and then you're either getting a nourish that does both things, or a life finder's gift that does both things. And if you solar eclipse it, it does both things twice. 
Okay. So, like, if you Solar Eclipse your Nourish, you'll gain the four mana and you'll draw six cards. If you Solar Eclipse a Lifebinder's Gift, you get four random nature spells and reduce all spells in your hand by two. So that like, checks out. So that's what you'd be doing the Solar Eclipse for. Um, Harmonic that's Mood, so I really good. don't use this defensively. Like, you're pretty much exclusively saving that for the four attack so you can kind of finish your opponent off especially with solar eclipse there as well making the eight making it eight if you have two like if that's wind fury they're just dead so like uh, that's another one that's pretty good to save it for Mm. how often do you uh have like a board with this deck are you normally always went in from like just having a lot of attack or do you ever have big boards like i know you can get the create a random like five cost or create a random like eight cost i don't know like, if you're, like <clears throat> how often if you're, you're like, doing that i don't if i t- i always want the armor one if i don't get the armor one i'll take the eight cost minion one but i almost i like always want the armor one um okay because it's just gonna help you against everything like everything's gonna be trying to kill you if you're this deck so like whether it's odin warrior trying to kill you with their stuff like if you're gaining armor and hitting them with weapon you're kind of just RBing odin warrior also and then like, against aggression, pushing damage while just healing, essentially, is also what you want. So, like, I really don't... Even against Odin Warrior, even, or Control Warlock, it's like, I don't really want... A, I would prefer the 8 armor over the the bodies, even against Control. Because, like, the, the, the Control dice nowadays are, like, also trying to kill you. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, really, it's just, like, Planet Evidence. I mean, Planet Evidence is just good with Gadget Sand, really, and you can get pretty fat stuff off of it. Um, I was able to, like, get a reduced... Like, like for example, you can get the Mark of the... Or the Call of the Wild. Whatever the two-cost one is that choose one, give all your dudes 1-1 one, one, or someone a 3-2. Like, you can do a Planet Evidence that you've made free because you had played a Life Binders, and then you get a free cost 3-2, and then that's another extra mana now because like you do have trouble making boards like it's really just contaminated lasher and stuff like that so getting other minions off spells is really fat because it ensures that you can refresh three mana off the funnel cake because really refreshing your mana off the funnel cake and the um contaminated lasher is like what makes sure that you can win these games by like continuing extending your pop-off turns okay And in terms of matchups, um, I mean, you are always trying to do the same thing. It's just against more aggressive decks. You want to play, like, more, uh, answer their board a little bit more. But sometimes it, like, doesn't even matter. Like, if you if you can get fat enough ramp and just, like, really ramp into your late game, it's almost might be worth it to not, like, pay attention to their board. It just depends on if knowing what they're able to play, kind of, I feel like, and then deciding well if i can like survive i'm just gonna I'm just gonna big ramp against our are there game. any <clears throat> or sorry go ahead Mm-mm. um go ahead. are there any like shadow priests up at your level i feel like they have a bit of damage that can come out of nowhere i, feel mm, like... I haven't played any since the mini set came out no it's been like for me it's been I've been seeing control warriors, I've been seeing mech rogues, I've been seeing arcane hunters, I've been seeing control priests and that's about it. Um, okay, so you're you're pretty much staying away from the aggro dudes. Yeah, control priests is fine. Like 
they can dirty rat Uranus, which is bad, but the, the motto I've been living by is, like, you actually just, like, I've got, if you get Ignis in your mulligan, like, throw him away, you are just trying to forge as early as possible and then, like, play Ignis the turn that you draw him, because if you play Ignis the turn that you draw him, he cannot get dirty ratted, so... That's, like, how you how you ensure that you're going to get your Tangos weapon and can, like, OTK them against... Oh, okay. Against them, Arcane Hunter. You either have to, like, turbo ramp, which I have done before they're able to make a big board, or, I don't know, you would have to get, like, big armor gains, but you don't really have that. Like, you'd have to be generating spells and stuff, because they can get lots of damage. The, the times I've won, it's because I ramped hard and ramped fast, because the boards, they make four health dudes. Like, four health dudes, you can't... You can't Lunar Eclipse, you're, and you can't just Rake. You need, like, another hero power. Like, you would need to pounce as well or something like that, so. Boards are a bit hard. <laughs> Mech Rogue is also pretty hard. I mean, you gotta try and clear their board, like I said, while ramping. But, uh, you don't really have... Like, you don't have a ton of ways if they make one big, giant Giga Mech. Like, if the Mech doesn't have Divine Shield, you can potentially, like, Rake it if you can do, like, a big, like, give your hero, like... Like, if you did, like, a solar eclipse with the gain 8-4 attack, and then you gain 8 attack, and then you rake it, like, that could get the job done. But planted evidence can help, too. There's planted evidence for incarceration, which I've done before. Like, the disc of 3 costs, make a minion go dormant for 3 turns. Like, that can just bide you the time to win the game. But overall, like, if you're relying on stuff like that, it's like, it is, it is a tough matchup. And with control warlock and control warrior, hmm... I don't really play that much Control Warlock either, I feel like. It was, like, majority Control Warrior, honestly, I feel like, is what I have been seeing so much of on ladder. And Control Warrior, they're gonna try and also uh, kill you by gaining armor and hitting your face. So it's kind of just more about can you ramp fast and get to your stuff before they... If they can get Odin down safely before you've even gotten, like, Ignis down, if you haven't even Ignis yet, you're, like, two turns behind, you're gonna have to Ignis, and then you're gonna have to play the 10 costs, like you're probably not going to win. You're probably in a really bad spot there. So, um, it's more of a race. And that's how all the control decks are. Odin, Warrior, it's like a race to King, you get Odin. Control Warlock, it's like a race to Sargeras. And then this Miracle Druid, not a control deck, but you're a strategy that, like, revolves around getting through your whole deck, kind of. So, you kind of are. Like, a, like, I mean, you're a combo deck, but you do win by racing them in that matchup, so. So, like, I guess we could give advice to Bronze through Diamond as a whole as to, like, why they're probably losing with this deck, and that would be just play... Just, ramp. just play all your cards. You yeah, just play your stuff. ramp. <clears throat> like, uh, like, so, like, I mean, when I'm looking at these win rates... It's like so low through bronze, but it's like so. So if like people who were playing in bronze, like just had an epiphany and decided to, like just ramp with this deck, and then once they had the mana, just play all their cards with the gadget sand. Like I mean, they are ramping. Be a one hundred percent. I'm sorting. I'm sorting by bronze, and it says the turn played for nourish is five point one. Like they are doing it. Like, it's huh, just they're not so doing weird. everything. Yeah, so so I guess, what are those little, what are those little, like, uh, discrepancies between, like, how you play it and how you think they play it? Like, what do you think they're doing wrong? 
their gadgets and turns, and they're probably doing like kind of a lot of like they're probably not sequencing correctly, or they're probably overdrawing, or they're probably doing it when like like they might just be playing gadgets and on turn six, and then they're not actually able to do anything, and then they their opponent just kills it, and then they can't gadgets and or they're doing it with too full of a hand, or they're not doing the spells in like the proper order. Like you probably want to discover first. I would feel like so you know all your options. Okay. Just stuff like that checks that. out. So, so pretend I'm like a bronze. Like I've I've been playing Pirate Warrior my whole life. I really like Pirate Warrior. All right, I would probably <laughs> so recommend. What? You, I would what? Recommend and I want to take up. <laughs> I probably recommend take that Miracle you Druid. you don't go from Pirate Warrior to Miracle Druid. Probably give you. Like drum, <laughs> I'd probably give you like Drum Druid. Okay. Okay. <laughs> probably i mean this is like the deck has a negative win rate everywhere except top 1k legend so it's like not and it's like not a good negative win rate it's like 44 percent even at regular legend and then it jumps to like barely bare it's like 50.0 something at top 1k so like the deck is incredibly difficult and it's due to all those things like what's a good yeah. fizzle hand like how when do i do my auctioneer turn like how do i like yeah just like lots so of- so like your auctioneer turn like obviously you're playing a bunch of a bunch of stuff but what what cards in this deck um besides the uh planted evidence like i don't know i just feel like this deck could be easy to figure out because like I'm, i'm i'm just looking at the list and i'm like what cards are you really all right, wait, wait, man. When the show goes off the air, we're gonna play a game, and then I'm gonna ask you after you go for your first auctioneer turn how easy it was. <laughs> okay, no, no, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> trying to be a dick. Like, I'm not trying to make like people sound stupid. I'm just like, like what? Like it, when I'm looking at this list, it's like there's not much discover going on. So like what? Like I feel like when I play a deck that is very difficult, like Naga Mage, there's a lot of discover going on, but in Miracle Druid, it seems like there's not a lot of discover going on. So it's like couldn't wouldn't it be easy to just figure out how you play this deck optimally, I guess? Like wouldn't it be an easy deck to figure out? Or or I get like what are the little decisions? I mean stats that show that everywhere except except top one K the deck is forty four percent win rate. So I'd say probably <laughs> not. I would say probably not that it's uh, easy. Yeah, no, it's not it's not it's <laughs> definitely not easy. I'm just like confused, I guess. Like I don't know why it's so Maybe I, I mean, do my need best to play advice for people, if anyone that has that question about any deck ever, is just play a few games with the deck and then see if you still have the same opinion. Like that is, like if that's yeah. like what you think, you can't really be like, because like it, there's like practice. I mean, knowing theory, what the solar theory, eclipse theory versus like, like practice is like too very like looking at cards is very different than like playing 40 of them in one turn <laughs> yeah no yeah no I, I mean i can definitely see how it how it would be hard for sure yeah i just uh i don't know like do you have anything to say about that i feel like that's weird like i feel like the biggest challenge for me when i'm playing these kinds of decks is just the the discover factor like i feel like i don't know what the best thing to take when i'm discovering is so, like, when I was looking at this list and seeing that there isn't a ton of Discover, it's like, I feel like I could figure this deck out if I played it a few times, but, I mean, looking at the win rates across all the ranks, it just seems like 
this deck is like very very hard to play and that's just like kind of crazy to me i don't know like I, I i can't really say much more about that than what i just said it's just like i just yeah i don't, I don't know it just it seems like you you look at the cards that, like what's in your deck and then like you you know you would watch a few streamers or, or listen to podcasts and you would figure out how to play this and like almost anyone could do that but i don't know i i mean we like obviously back not to you next but... week on what we remain you when we start <laughs> next week's episode you will say how your experience with miracle druid was all right but that's all unless you have any more questions that's all i have to say about miracle druid other than it's yeah, funny no, you should play it before it gets nerfed <laughs> Wait, wait, man. What's your level on the battle pass? Um, let me open Hearthstone. <laughs> Come on in. Spend an evening by the fire. Did I ever tell you I reinstalled Hearthstone one time and I like actually watched the beginning video? <laughs> Do you like it? Yeah, it was cool. Alright, we were man. I wish you the best of luck. Yeah, you too. You need it. Nice. Alright, so. Also, guys, I bought the $25 Cthulhu skin because I am a whale and I'm proud. Like, I do not mind. I, It is the coolest skin I've ever seen in my life. Alright. Reduce the cost of both car all cards in both players' hands by starting hands by one. Who and I see fizzle pounce rake and pounce. Hmm. I don't think I want any of that, especially since like none of that gets reduced off my off the fast track. I really want fast track reduction, so I'm gonna get rid of all it. Rake's okay, but I don't think I want rake. I see lifebinder's gift, planted evidence, lash or ignis. Hmm, I really was hoping for Nourish, or even a um, Embrace of Nature, but well, I guess it's fine. Wee Wee Man is considering and pondering his mulligan. He passes? Um, I just planted evidence? Well, I'll planted evidence next turn, because what if I get, like, Nourish? I could at least coin into it. I'm gonna get two random nature spells off my life binders. Hex and solar eclipse. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting anomaly, the fast track here. I wonder. He plays a ghoulish alchemist. I draw another life binder. I'm gonna plant an evidence here. I get wild growth funnel gig swarm. I guess I'll take the I mean, I can Solar Eclipse the Wild Growth. How good is that, though? It's, like, not very good. Hmm. I don't know. Solar Eclipse the Wild Growth. I mean, I definitely take the Wild Growth. <sighs> I don't think I do it. I think I'm just going to pounce that 3-2 uh, in Wild Growth. Yeah, wild growth. 
plays a concoctor and gets a dagger. I draw aquatic form. Do I coin and hope that I get nourished? I'll rip it. I'll rip it. I'll be crazy with it. I got aquatic form solar eclipse pond. So I'll take the other aquatic form. Maybe we get nourished this time. Enervate solar eclipse pounce. Hmm. I'll probably take the solar eclipse and life binders give four spells because I'm not sure what else to do here. I got Seaweed Strike, Command of Nepton, Living Roots, Crash of Thunder. I guess I'll just kill his 1-2 with Living Roots. I can Crash of Thunder, Command of Nepton. Neither of those are bad. Those are pretty good. Still have the Hex for his Ghosts. He still has it. He plays a Door of Shadows infused for zero. Is in his starting hand. Plays a Gone Fishing. So I got Ignis, Contaminated, Lasher, Hex, Solar Eclipse, Seaweed Strike, Command of Neptalon, and Crash of Thunder. I really would like a Nourish, but it's almost sad that I don't get it for the... I kind of want Embrace of Nature the most. Sad I haven't drawn either of those. He plays a Potion Belt, and then he has a free Concoction. He's going to play it, probably. Summon a 3 cost. He gets a 2-2. Two, two. Okay, I draw Nourish. That's really... I mean, I got to do it for the card, for the mana, right? Or do I do it for the cards? It's like... I don't know. I guess I'll do it for the cards. So I see we strike Lasher card draw. It's enough, right? Okay, cool. When I drew another Nourish, that's pretty good. I drew a mood, Harmonic Mood Rake Nourish. So I can Nourish for the Mana Crystals this turn. Still haven't drawn a freaking Embrace. I'm just going to have two Embrace of Natures that do nothing. I literally do, actually. My deck has no choose one cards left. It's pretty annoying, but, I mean, we'll get there. We'll get there. Draws two cards. It's some of the three costs. He gets a 3-2. Crystal Broker. <laughs> Crash of Thunder could be pretty big. I'm like a really big nature spell turn. I really need to draw Auctioneer. He plays the Tendril. Funnel Cakes. He gets two mana back and he hero powers. Nice. He got that value in. I draw Fizzle. I mean, I guess I'll just nourish Fizzle. It's fine with me. Gain two mana. Fizzle. Because there's Ignis in here. I don't mind that.
He plays a Professor Putricide. An Astalor. What is he going to do? Like Bone Spike it or something? Killed one of my he killed my last row. Oh, and he's gonna break dance the Astalor. Oof. And Ghastly strikes that. Is it to nine? I mean I can make him mill something. Snapshot really. Alright. I mean I guess I can just play a bunch of cards and snapshot if I'm able to, so Seven cards to my hand. I would need to play seven, six, five, four, six. I need to play five cards for, for how much? I mean, I think I can do it actually. I will do that. Just play a bunch and then play my. So I can do one, two, three, four, six, seven, plus two. All right. So I'll solar eclipse and harmonic mood. And then I'll rake his 3-2. And then I'll just Crash of Thunder and go face, I think. And I can Snapshot next turn. Oh, he only mills a Ghoulish Alchemist. that snapshot so fast because so I cleared his board leaving him with a putricide and he milled one and I've got an Ignis, a Hex, a Command of Neptalon and a snapshot that ends seven adds seven cards to my hand he gets a raid leader off his mixed concoction Auctioneers and both embraces in my deck with 16 cards left. Not very happy, but do what you gotta do. He blazing powers a his putricide off a hazy concoction, gets a 5-4. It's kind of sad. Looks like I am just gonna command a Neptalon here. He's thinking his rope's running out. Uh oh, wait, wait, man. He hits me any hero powers. Right. I find a planet evidence. I'm just going to command an Eptalon snapshot. That gives me back Ignis, Hex, Solar Eclipse, Dissonant Mood, Rake. Hmm. I think I just play a 2 4 Ignis. I don't need to in my hand. My hand's full.
I might just have to Solar Eclipse Harmonic Mood here. We're both at like 19. It's weird that I didn't get to Gadget Sand or Yogg this game, but it looks like we might just win through Hero Power Value through the Snapshot. We got a Crash of Thunder back. So we can like Solar Eclipse and Harmonic Mood. We only get four attack. And then Crash plus Rake would be five more. So it's like not. Oh, but he's got a lot of Astalors too. Hmm. So he asked Lord, is my water revenant from the command. He plays an asked Lord 5 for armor. Alright, alright. I am just gonna solar eclipse this harmonic mood think that I need the uh, the armor. Yeah, and he plays a momentum as well to go phase for five. I definitely need the armor. I got another solar eclipse. So two close solar eclipse. Oh, harmonic mood. Oh, planted evidence. I got natural causes, living roots, forest seedlings. Um... I'll just keep, I guess I'll just hold on to the living roots, I guess. Um, and I will rake his 5-5. Five five. And I'll just go face, I guess, with everything. Mm, I'll just, I'll also crash up thunder. Only at nine mana still the Astler can't quite go off yet. I really like Yogg or Gadget Sand or freaking Embrace of Nature. How are those all in my deck, bro? Don't infuse Door of Shadows. Potion Bell. because his hand was full. He deals three to my Ignis. And he bone spikes my Ignis. And he plays a green yellow concoction. For a 3-3. I draw Innervate. Oh my goodness. I'm Solar Eclipsing. Command of Neptalon. And I'm passing.
He yogs and clears my board. Then he shadow steps his yog. Plays graveyard. Interesting. Concoctor. Wow. 13 cards in deck. Yog, Auctioneer, Auctioneer. Embrace, Embrace. I'd be happy with any one of those five cards. But hey, here I am. Plays Yogg again. Stenographer. Fills his hand with tendrils. I hope it clears his board. Oh, he buffs his hand. What is that? Destroy a minion? Oh my goodness. Makes a 9. Not he did big stuff. Okay, I draw. I finally draw gadgets in. I don't think it matters now, but hey. Do him. I do pounce. Another auctioneer. Um, I guess I'll hex his. I guess I'll go face and then hex his nine nine. I draw rake. Yeah, I mean I finally drew him just now. I don't think it was gonna be enough. Not quite dead though. He bone spikes it and he kills his own stenographer with the murder accusation. Hmm. I could draw Yogg potentially. I can auctioneer again and like I could living roots for. Unless he just kills me, but. I don't think I die. I'm so low though. I'm down to 18. He's gonna ask to lure me down to, to what? To freaking. Uh, four. Oh, he armor Astalors. Hmm, interesting. Armor Astalor. Then he... Tenno rips my face again. How very nice of him. Plays another tentacle? Let's see. Brawl, 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 brawl. Beetlemancy does nothing because his board's full. Alright, well, here's my chance. I gadget sand. I make two saplings. I lasher for more mana. I rake the zero one. Shows me harmonic mood. Harmonic mood. I find lunar eclipse. A lunar eclipse. Find funnel cake. A funnel cake. For Yogg. I'll take his Yogg with my Yogg. And then with his Yogg, I will. Oh, I can't do anything with his Yogg, I guess. Huh, I thought I could do something with his Yogg. Hmm. Okay, I mean, I might just be dead then. Wait, I can do something now. Oh, okay, it didn't let me do it, but now I can. Okay, then I take control of his Astalor. That was a weird bug there.
He's got purple potions for days, I guarantee it. Six cost spell, he gets Deathborn. Kills two things, not bad. He's still got a seven cost spell in there. He does it, and it gets Elemental Inspiration. He gets two, four, five, so Lifesteal and a Stealth. He's got an Astellor Eight in his hand. He's got two Astellor Eights, a Concoction, and two other cards. I mean, I can finally play Ignis next turn with my two cards left in deck. Like, what the heck was that? I probably can just kill him. He played, he shadow steps for an eight cost. He gets nether. How does he get twisting nether off that, bro? That's horrible. He hits me down to one life. I'm gonna have to take the five cost weapon and see what I get here. Five cost. I just die, I think. Literally, I think I just die. Poisonous, damages, immune while attacking. And I can gain four armor, I guess. Yeah, I just lose, though. Alright. So we have the anomaly in play that has reduced the cost of all cards in both players' starting hands to one. That is huge for both of us. <laughs> Um, so I got a Chaotic Tendril, a Scribbling Stenographer, and a Serrated Bone Spike in my hand. I'm gonna throw all that away. I th yeah, I don't think I want any of it. I, I normally will keep Chaotic Tendril in my hand, like if I was playing on ladder. But, like you've heard on the podcast, I'm not really thinking that that's like such a great card at this point like i'm i'm wondering if that should even be taken out of the deck like i feel like it's almost like a card that people put in there just because they didn't know what else to put there so oh so we draw shadow of demise door of shadows and yog saran so that's kind of rough to be honest i don't like that starting hand um Drawing Yogg right away is annoying. Scribbling Stenographer is even more annoying. Uh, what minion, mi minions am I going to play in the early game to Dwarf Shadows? Um, and Shadow Demise. Like, that is... This is actually probably the worst starting hand I could have. And Prevamerk plays Lifebinder's Gift on turn one to add two cards to his... Add two random nature spells to his hand. Um, so I'm just gonna, I drew a ghoulish alchemist, so I'm just gonna play the ghoulish alchemist, and pass. So he plays a planted evidence, and he's looking, he's looking around. <laughs> God, his, his freaking character portrait is so awful it's just like the eyeball it's just like it's literally distracting me they thought Jaina's tits were distracting and then they made this like what are they what are they thinking 
Alright, I'm gonna... I drew a concoctor, so I'm just gonna play a concoctor and hero power. And do one damage face. I got the draw two cards concoction, which is pretty huge. I'm down. I'm down for that. Coins into aquatic form. He's got five mana. He aquatic forms again. So he, he got that off the first aquatic form. And plays Solar Eclipse. Plays Lifebinder's Gift to add two cards to his hand. And then he Living Roots, my Concoctor. Okay. How was my Dwarf Shadows already infused? I thought I only played one minion. What did I play last round? I played a... Oh, a Concoctor. Okay. Um, so I'm at four mana. I have a Gleaming Concoction. But I could add another one. Um, I'll Dwarf Shadows first. It's a Gone Fishing. I'll use the temporary Gone Fishing to dredge. And play a potion, or I'll, I'll grab a Potion Master Putricide. Um, hmm. I don't know if I want to play that yet. I don't know when I'm going to have a lot of minions on board. I think I might potion belt first. We'll do a summon a ran random three cost minion. And another summon a three cost minion, I guess. And then we'll do that and hero or uh, swing at face with hero power. If I didn't take so long thinking about that turn, I could have did a gone fishing at the end, but... That's not too bad. The three cost minion we got is a two two, which is pretty horrible. It's always awful when you get it like a battle cry minion off of that because it's like, well, whatever. So he plays a seaweed strike on it. And then he plays a contaminated lasher into nourish. We drew a shadow step. So we're going to be saving that for our Yogg for sure. Um, what do we have here? Draw two cards, summon a random. Hmm. This is tough. I would like to be able to destroy that minion. I'll just play the mixed concoction at first. We get a ghostly strike and a break dance. Um, so how can we do this? We we can't do it if we have potion master putricide. It's only at five mana. I think we're safe if we just do a gone fishing here. And preparation. We don't have many cheap spells in our hand to prep out. So I'll just take the Chaotic Tendril and draw it. And I'll play the Chaotic Tendril just for fun. He plays Funnel Cake. 
I hero power and hit face. Okay. He nourishes. And photographer fizzles. So it looks like he got all his ramp out of the way. And now he's ready to do some big stuff. So... Hmm. We just drew Astalore. I'm going to play Potion Master. And then I'll play my Astalore and kill his uh, Contaminated Lasher. Um, shoot. I don't want to use my Shadow Step to... <sighs> That's tough. I could break dance to return him to my hand, or I could go on fishing. I have two mana left, so I can do either, or I could even ghostly strike, which is probably what I'm going to do. I'm going to break dance my Astalor, and then I'm going to swing my break dancer into his fizzle, ghostly strike his fizzle, and then go everything at face all right now we're at nine cards in hand i think we're looking pretty good we could go in our yog sarong costs six we could definitely reduce him to zero next turn we have a shadow step and a prep he's at nine mana though which is pretty scary but i'm only at 27 mana so like he has to kill me um and from 27 that's pretty tough to do and if he doesn't kill me, then he'll probably kill me next turn. Because I don't know how else I'll stay alive. Unless I can add some cards to my hand that somehow give me more life. So he plays a Solar Eclipse into a Harmonic Mood to gain 8 armor, 4 attack. He's at 5 mana now. He's raking my uh, random card I had. And it completed my last co concoction. So now I've got a, I got a good amount of concoctions here. Plays a Crash of Thunder for four to kill my other one, make another concoction. He's going to make me mill a card now, which is kind of unfortunate. He only makes me mill a ghoulish concoction. Con ugh, concoctionist, that's good. Um, all right, so now we got to get big, and we got to get big quick. So... We're going to prep Mixed Concoction. Just see what we get from that Mixed Concoction. Give your hero four attack this turn. Cost one less for each card you've drawn this turn. We can make that cheaper. Um, let's... God, I don't want to Shadow Step yet. Um, play a Hazy Concoction. Yeah, give a minion one one. We'll give our potion master one or so he's a five four now. We're at three mana. Give a minion one one for each yeah, we could do that again, or we could play Titan. I don't want to play my Titan yet. Alright, we're just going hero power and going face. I don't 
He could probably kill me. He has 10 mana, and I'm at 18. But he's only got five cards, so it makes me think maybe he can't. But if he has Gadget Sand, I'm probably dead. He plays Command of Neptalon for the full mana cost, and then adds the seven snapshot of cards back to his hand. That's huge. Plays, he plays Ignis without the effect. Interesting. Um, okay. This is really tough because I have a lot of cards in my hand, but they're not cheap, which is making it tough. <sighs> I guess I'll play Astalor. The small, the smallest Astalor to kill his elemental. I could gain some armor here. Hmm. Reduce by two. This would be a three gust. Um. This is so tough. Uh, I guess I'll. I'll use momentum to give my hero five attack. I he's gonna he's gonna kill me next turn, isn't he? He's probably gonna kill me. Oh, and I had such a good setup. I really hope he can't kill me here. What does he do? He plays solar eclipse. That's scary. This harmonic mood. But only for the Ada. Eight armor. He didn't gain. He didn't gain a bunch of attack yet, which is kind of huge. I think next turn we can pop off. We have the Yog with a Shadow Step. We have Scribbling Stenographer. We have a Concoction, and we have a Door of Shadows, which is probably gonna get infused here. I'm hoping. Like honestly, if he kills my stuff, that's good. And even if he can't, he has the Ignis out, which I'm gonna... Yeah, so he Crash of Thunders to kill my other Estalor. Alright. And then he's gonna swing at my face for six? Okay. Okay, so rated Bone Spike. That's... I wish I had a prep. Prep Bone Spike is so much bigger than just Bone Spike by itself, but it's still good. Um, I also wish I had a weapon. Uh, okay, so Dwarf Shadows is infused. I'm going to play that first. It draws me a potion belt. I guess I'll draw the potion, or I'll play the potion belt. Um, should we do the bubbling concoction? We'll do bubbling concoction with add a random three cost to your hand. I guess we'll play the deal three damage to the Ignis. We can bone spike it. Um, oh, I'm going to die. Shoot. 
Oh my gosh. I'm dead. Okay. Okay. We got to we got to get big this turn. We play Yogg. And then we force each enemy minion to attack another enemy minion. They're all dead. We shadow step that back to our hand. We play a Stinstone Graveyard. We play a Concoctor. Um, this is scary. Uh... Wish we had a preparation right now. Um, hmm. How many? We have eight cards in hand. Literally, whatever. I'm playing that. And then I'm going to play my Scribbling Stenographer for two. I'm going to fill my hand with Chaotic Tendrils. And I'm just going to start casting. Minion destroyed after another minion dies. Give four random minions in your hand. Extra, that's good, that's good. Okay, you destroy some minion. Oh no, I couldn't, oh my god. I ran out of rope. I couldn't shadow step my Yogg to my hand. And now he gets gadget sand. That's not good. Man, that's really unfortunate that I couldn't take my yog back <sighs> he's transforming my nine nine into a zero one frog with taunt okay he doesn't kill my yog saran that's actually pretty big i'm going to straight bone spike his gadgets and he's saying thank you oh Oh, shoot. What was that? Okay. I'll do three to his face and get a ta chaotic tendril. Yes, I'll swing with my other ones because I feel like they're more likely to die. I feel like I should play Astalor, to be honest, just so I can gain five armor. I need to make sure I can gain five armor. Um, I'll deal three damage and I'll do, dang, I was really hoping I would get Symphony of Sins off of that Chaotic Tendril, but instead I got Beetlemancy, which decided to... Oh my god, every time I get Beetlemancy on ladder, I actually... Okay, so he, it's his turn. He's getting gadgets. He does gadget sand and a living roots. Contaminated Lasher. Rake. He's raking my zero one one frog. Oh no. Well, you know he's going to gain enough armor to kill me. That's unfortunate. There's, he's got to be. There's no way he's not... 
Funnel cake, Yog. Oh no, <laughs> he's he's taking control of my Yog. Oh boy. Oh no. I have two chaotic tendrils in my hand. We can cast a random six cost and a random seven cost spell. And then we can destroy a random minion. I wish I had more concoctions, but whatever. Yeah, honestly, I can I can survive this. Oh my god, never mind. He took care of my Okay. I guess we'll just trade into both of his one ones. And I guess we'll Should we Chaotic Tendril first? I think so. We play the six cost Chaotic Tendril. It plays Deathborn. Okay. We play the seven cost spell. Okay. It makes me a Lifesteal and a Stealth Primordial Vortex. Mmm... Do we shadow step our tendril? I think we do. Just to see what else we can get before I play Astalor. Because Astalor is like my final destroy all minions. That's good. That's good for us. Wow, we're one damage off. We're one damage off with a 6-6 six, six and a 10-10 ten, ten on board. Oh my god, he makes Ignis. Oh no. Wait, he plays Ignis. Oh god. What weapon did he make? He funnel cakes. Oh god, he's... He... Your hero's immune... Oh, he conceded. Oh, my God. We're winners. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. That is probably the unluckiest game ever. Terrible. I had 12 cards in my deck, and it was both of my Forge cards, both of my Gadgets, Anak, Auctioneers, and Yogg, so... Yeah, I... I, uh... I, just I don't do know what anything. to say. <laughs> I just couldn't do anything for... 13 turns just a handful of pounces <laughs> well I feel I feel I feel good you shouldn't <laughs> that was such an intense game though I'm, I'm... I didn't get to do anything <laughs> it was intense how was it intense at all <laughs> I got. I did oh got to do God. nothing. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next week here on Matchup. Matchup. That's all.